Welcome back to Digitalism. In 2016, author Cal Newport popularized the idea of deep work when he published his book by the same title. The basic idea is a simple one. In an era where distraction, disturbance, and quote-unquote collaboration is at an all-time high, productivity is being lost by the lack of ability to focus and do the deep thinking and work that is required to produce high-end results. In the book, Newport gives examples of Churchill, Einstein, and others who would give themselves ample time to ruminate and produce their best work, often spending several hours on a given focused task and surrounding that time with leisure or rest. Many artists as well have taken this approach when producing their work, and if you haven't read the book, I'd highly recommend it. But this can sound romantic and and kind of impossible in today's modern era, where it can be tough to turn off distractions and focus for long periods of time. And this is especially true for individuals who are in revenue-producing positions. You know what I'm talking about. If you're supposed to be selling or or, uh, marketing or producing revenue in some form, sometimes talking with people or, frankly, wasting time together in, in a certain way can feel like a requirement for your role. Uh, But that is not the type of approach and the type of behavior that can produce extremely high-end results. So here are a few tactics that have helped us at Stratfire as we try to produce the highest quality of work, both for ourselves and for our clients, with a small remote team uh, here at Stratfire Media. So just a few quick ideas when it comes to applying the concepts of deep work for sales. The first is to minimize meetings, and especially internal ones. At Stratfire, we hold one weekly meeting with our full team to discuss immediate priorities, get updates on long-term projects, and share company successes or lessons. That's it. Only one. Throughout the week, there are obviously phone calls that have to be made or messages that are sent, but we limit the use of our messaging app to immediate needs that can't wait, and then everything else is scheduled and updated in our project management software. Almost no other meetings occur unless it's at the direct request of a client, and even then, we meet with them when we have actual work to show and to get their feedback on or approval on. Uh, we found that just meeting to talk about the work or to do ideation or brainstorming with the client really doesn't need to happen uh, on premise or on location in a conference room. And in fact, most of the time, more work gets done when we go away, spend time thinking, uh, and then come to back together and connect our ideas, whether it be in a feedback session or, or otherwise. So that's the first thing. Try to minimize your meetings as much as possible. And obviously, if you're in a sales role or marketing role and it's not your company, um, this may be difficult to do. But uh, I think it's a conversation worth having with whoever you you report to or whoever makes these decisions. And if you are an entrepreneur or a founder, uh, really think through, like, how many meetings am I requiring my people to come to? How many am I even allowing them to to facilitate or to hold on their own? And uh, is there waste that we can cut out by, by reducing that number? The second is to begin to automate lead generation. So as salespeople, obviously a big part of our job is lead generation, revenue pr- production, etc. <clears throat> so it might sound a little bit you know, counterintuitive or like we're uh, either being lazy or trying to replace ourselves by automating lead generation. But the fact is that rather than spending a, a ton of time and a ton of uh, volume of effort on lead generation, there are things that you can do to automate that by spending time uh, working in a deep work fashion and thinking prior to taking action. So here, here's an example. 
you can automate and attract lead generation to you rather than constantly working on an outbound strategy for selling. For example, this podcast and the blogs, emails, social content, et cetera, that we produce for Strafire takes a ton of time and focus. It's a, it's a heavy investment of effort for us to do all of these things. The benefit, though, is that when prospects who engage with our work and begin to trust us, uh, they will inevitably reach out with a question or express interest in working together as a result of having engaged with our content. This is fairly simple. Um, from there, validating a customer who is willing to prospect becomes much more simple than spending the effort to both talk to cold prospects one-on-one -on -one while also qualifying, selling, collaborating, etc. So find ways with you, within your company or with your product or for your business, whatever it might be, where you can invest your effort and your energy up front in order to begin to bring your customers to you. And I mean, the big hint here, obviously, from my perspective, is that regardless of your industry, uh, a heavy dose of content creation should be in the mix there. And I'll be honest, we haven't done the greatest job of this uh, at Strafire. This is something that has a new emphasis for us, really, in the last month or two. And obviously, we had the startup show for a long time, but um, that was inconsistent and disconnected in certain ways. And so it's not easy. I'm not, I'm not claiming that it is. But I can tell you this, from the investment that we've put in when it comes to content creation for our own business, the returns based on that are, I mean, just indisputable in terms of the ROI that we've received uh, in growing our, our company. And then obviously, content creation is a huge part of what we do for our customers. So um, we've seen the the benefit and the effects that can, it can have there. So really think through this you know, and, and, you know, we've done so much other work on, on how to go through the content creation process. So listen to those podcasts, go back and listen to those on how to make a strategy, how to go through the content creation process. But as a salesperson, as a marketing leader, uh, prioritize this and think about how you can do this work up front to automate uh, the backside of it. Okay. So those are the first two things. Number one, minimize meetings and begin to use that time. Number two, to uh, think deeply about your customer and to, or your prospect and to be able to, uh, to automate the prospecting portion of sales. The third piece, and again, these are all things kind of around selling itself and, and kind of circling the drain, but the third thing is to think deeply about your best current customers. So the 80-20 rule, we all know it, and I think it's often taken for granted by folks in sales or marketing, but it's that you know you, you receive 80% of the benefit from the 20% of your customers or vice versa. Uh, to the 80% the, the, um, of your customers only provide 20% of the value for your business, right? Um, and we assume as salespeople and marketing people that when we bring in a great customer, they should be serviced and require the same amount of effort from our internal team as any other customer. But, but the opposite is just true, factually. Most of your customers will take uh, more of your time and provide you with a much smaller amount of value than the small number of great customers who are your best clients and help you produce the most revenue. And coincidentally, the, the, that smaller group who is your best customers typically uh, end up receiving the best work as well because they're willing to uh, listen to you, they're willing to collaborate, they're willing to you know make some take some risks, etc. So these are your best customers in a number of ways. Here's the here's the rub for you as a sales or marketing or, or entrepreneur. You need to find a way to spend a disproportionate amount of time thinking and talking and servicing to those customers who have provided and pro a proven amount of value. 
This obviously seems somewhat simple, but the reality is that the amount of revenue you can produce by focusing on your best customers and serving them to your utmost ability can displace and exceed the revenue that you've been getting from the rest of your customers. If, if you find ways to make your best customers thrilled that they are working with you, it absolutely will pay. Trust me. I, we've seen extreme examples of this at Stratfire, and I'm sure I'll, I'll go into those at some point on a future podcast. But when you do that and you make them uh, your absolute focus, as well as you know, trying to do good work for the rest. But when you're doing great, absolute work and and uh, thinking deeply about that top twenty percent of your customer base, it will pay off because of the way that um, the way that they will feel and the results that you'll be able to prove uh, for them. Deep work is a proven way of thinking and working that can change your business and alter the level of results you're capable of producing. Let me know if you try any of these tactics uh, or or how. Uh, some of these things might work for you. Time blocking and strict deep work thinking has altered the way that I work and the res results that I've produced, and it's changed the way that we uh, we work as a company. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I hope that uh, this is helpful for you. Keep thinking and evolving, and uh, we'll see you next time.